and what it does, a shaking actually brings whatever it is that is being shaken closer to its foundation. A shaking will take the very thing that is being shaken and it will bring it closer to its foundation. See, the reason why I want to share with you tonight that, because how many of y'all know it's real important that we have the right foundation? It's very important that we are building, amen, on the proper foundation. You know, we've heard about the story about uh, the foundation, amen, in the Bible, and I'm going to share some of those with you today, amen. And we've, often, we've heard about the story where uh, Peter begins to talk about, amen, Jesus, uh, you know, when they asked him, who is Jesus, amen. And, and so I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, but it's important for us to make sure that we have the right foundation and our foundation is built on Christ. Because I want to tell you this right now. And I've kind of been sharing this, and the anointing is beginning to increase, amen, but also the warfare is beginning to increase. And right now, at this point in time, anybody that's not grounded in the Lord, and I shared this with my staff, is our staff meeting, anybody that's not grounded in the Lord right now, amen, is going to get knocked smooth off their feet. This is a time where you either begin to walk in the true power of the Holy Ghost, Amen, or you're going to, amen, begin to struggle and possibly fall. And so when we talk about shaking, shaking brings whatever's being shaken closer to its foundation. But not only that, but it also removes what is dead. It begins to remove those things that are dead, amen, and it begins, amen, to harvest what is ripe. So it begins to bring things to its foundation. It begins to remove the things that are dead. And it begins to harvest the things that are ripe. But not only that, but it will begin to awaken the things that need to be awakened. You know, I, I see these things that are happening uh, in Houston and even uh, surrounding areas and even in Louisiana and this flooding that's happening. And, you know, if, uh, one, of the, one of the ladies that God has placed in my life, she sent me an awesome video, amen. And, uh, you know, the video that she began to send me was a video of these people that were inside of this uh, facility that was being used, amen, for, to house the people that had their houses flooded and whatsoever, amen. And, and these people that were there, they, they, they were beginning to, uh, and, you know, uh, they began to worship God. And it was a powerful, powerful video. There was a powerful video and they began to sing, amen, a song. And, and, and it, was, it, was, it was a song that we sing. And it was actually a majority, uh, the lady that was kind of doing the main vocal, she was an African-American lady. She had a beautiful voice, anointed as can be. You felt the anointing right through the video, amen. And she began to sing this, amen. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was Spirit Breakout or something, amen. And it was, it was real powerful. But see, through that whole time, just through those difficult situations, amen, you begin to find out what your true foundation is. Through some of the shaking that goes on in your life, 
through some of the challenges that you begin to endure and encounter, amen, it's going to begin to determine what kind of foundation you really have. Are y'all with me today? See, you don't really know what kind of foundation you really are built on until it comes time to, to go through the fire or it comes time for the shaking in your life. Because it'll bring you to your foundation. And it's either going to bring you to a point to where you are drawing even clinging to God. And you're clinging to the Holy Spirit. And you're clinging to Jesus as your source. Amen. Or it's going to begin to create you to catapult the other way. Amen. You know, the Bible says that in the last days that due to increased lawlessness, the love of many will wax cold. Because due to the things that will begin to happen in the life, due to the calamity, due to the, to, due to the you know, all the various things, it's going to either going to be able to push you closer to God and you're going to begin to rely more on God or it's going to push you away from God. And so it's all based on what your foundation is. You know, you find out what kind of foundation somebody has whenever the trials of life begin to come. Do they begin to push, draw closer to God, or do they begin to go away from God? Are y'all with me today? The Lord is good, amen? But also, when we talk about what a shaking does, it will unify or mix together so that it can never be separated again. Now, I believe even through these... Uh, Trials, even through these uh, things that are happening, amen. Even through these things that are happening, are y'all with me? Even through these, 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 uh, you know, th th if you look at what's happening in Houston, it's it's horrible. I mean, the whole city is flooded. Are y'all with me? There's thousands and thousands of people that lost their homes. And there's even people that are losing their lives. But how many of y'all know I believe that through this, God's going to get the glory? I believe that through this, it's going to wake up some people. It's going to bring an awakening in their life to where they begin to seek God and draw near to God. That's why when I saw that video and I seen this, these people that were there in, 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 in these crisis centers, amen, where they've got a cot and they've done lost everything and they're staying in there, amen, and they're there and what do they do? They begin to lift up the name of Jesus, they begin to draw near to God and they begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now they could have been there, amen, worried about what everything they had lost. They could have been, uh, you know what I'm saying, doing all this stuff and, 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 and been defeated and thinking life's over with, amen. But no, instead, what do they do? They begin to praise the Lord. See, your adversity and your trials is either going to draw you closer or it's going to push you away. But it's all based on what kind of foundation you're truly built on. Somebody say, you got to have the right foundation. When the shaking comes, you got to have the right foundation. If it's pushing you away from God, you ain't got the right foundation. If it's running you out of the things of God, it's not the right foundation. Are you all with me today? Let's go ahead and go to uh, Luke chapter 22 real quick, verse 20, and then I'm going to work through those verses. 
I want to. I want you to begin to see here. I want to talk a little bit tonight about Judas and uh, and and even Peter. And I'll talk about more than just that. But I, I want us to take a look here for just a moment in Luke chapter twenty-two, in verse twenty. If you have it, say amen. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with me, excuse me, is with mine on the, go to the next verse, please, table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to discuss among them which one of them it might be who was going to do this thing. And there arose also a dispute among them as to which one of them was regarded as the greatest. Now I want to stop right there for just a second. So here we are. They're sitting at the table, amen, right? And, and they're sitting there with Jesus, and, 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 and then, we, you know, Jesus began to speak about, there's one that's here with me that's going to betray me. And then after that, they, you know, they begin to go into a, a dispute right here, talking about, hey, which one of us is the greatest? Y'all remember this part of the story? Amen. Keep going real quick. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it is not this way with you. But the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the servant. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. Keep going. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, and, 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 and you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. God is good, amen? So here we are, amen? Jesus begins to speak about the, the cup, which is the new covenant in my blood, amen, which was shed. And then he begins to talk about the one that was, would betray him. And, of course, we know that one was named Judas. Amen. And then they begin to go into this dispute. Amen. Talking about, well, which one's the greatest among us? And, of course, Jesus' way of responding to that was, okay, is it the one that sits back at the table? Amen. Or is it the one that serves? He said, because I'm the one that came to serve. And then he goes on to clarify, and he says, the one that serves is the one that's the greatest. He says, amen, that the last will be first and the first will be last. Are y'all with me today? 
God is good, amen? See, one thing we have to realize is that the Bible says that we are to be rooted and grounded in love, in the love of God. Not just on our past personalities. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? Now, I want to go and look at verse 31. Go back to 31 for just a moment. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. We're talking about a shaking here. Are y'all with me today? And so I want you to look at for something for just a moment because here they are. They had this dispute about who's the greatest and all this other stuff. And there was something that began to allow Satan to have permission to begin to come in to Peter's life. Are y'all with me today? Because Jesus says there's one that uh, desires to sift you, that has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. And so what I want to share with you right now, the thing, the very thing that gave permission for, for Satan to begin to come in and, and begin to sift uh, Peter like wheat, I'm going to tell you, it was his pride. And one thing I want you to know, first of all, the enemy will always attack your mind. And when we talk about strongholds, amen, strongholds are thoughts, right? Amen. They're thoughts that come into our mind that begin to become strongholds. And, and I want to talk to you about demon-possessed people for just a moment because demon-possessed people are people who have developed a place where Satan can inhabit in their life. And I want you to know that pride in our life is what attracts the enemy. Are you all with me today? Amen. Humility attracts the Holy Spirit. It attracts God. But pride attracts the enemy. Look at verse 32. Put it up there real quick. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus prayed that Peter's faith would not fail. Amen. And he goes on to say, go, go to the back, go son. Go back. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So what I want you to look at in the scripture, first of all, Jesus allowed Peter to go through a shaking so that Peter would become something great in his life and in the kingdom of God. In other words, so that he would become a stronger leader. Are y'all with me? See, sometimes the things that we go through are not to destroy us, but they are to take us to another level. But the thing that you find out, you find out what you're truly made of. You find out what your foundation truly is when you begin to go through these trials. Now, I want to share something with you real quick. Because when we're talking about Peter, amen, I want you to know that Peter and Judas, amen, they both denied Jesus in their life. They both betrayed Jesus in their life. Are y'all with me? Amen. 
The Bible says that Peter, but Jesus told Peter, hey, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And of course, the Bible tells us that, uh, that Judas had, that had betrayed Jesus, which he was talking about right here in the beginning of the scripture, amen, because he had got offered 30 shekels, amen, he got offered money, amen, in order to turn him over into the, in, you know, into the religious people. And of course, we know that was whenever he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what happens? Judas comes up. Amen. Judas begins to kiss Jesus on the forehead or wherever. And that was what began to give them the signal that that was Jesus because they didn't know who he was. But Jesus already knew that he was going to be betrayed. Now, I want to look at this because here you are. Amen. you got two people that have both betrayed Jesus. You have two people, amen, that both fell for the okie doke. But, it's, but what you begin to see is two different ways that they begin to respond when the revelation began to come. Because both of them found out that they had betrayed Jesus. In fact, if you remember Judas, amen, he began to take, when he began to realize what he had truly done, he took the money back and threw it at the people. He took it and he threw it at them. Saying, I don't want your money. Are y'all with me today? Now, one thing I want you to realize, amen, they both betrayed him, but only one of them was able to bounce back. Only one of them was able, amen, to keep going forward because Judas went to a devil's hell and hung himself with worldly sorrow. But Peter repented and went forward and became to do something great for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to tell you why, amen, that Peter was able to go forward and Judas wasn't. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. I'm going to read to you a scripture real quick in Matthew 26, 30 and 35. He says, Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Are y'all with me today? He's saying, he's saying I'm not... No matter what, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to betray you. He was operating in pride. Are y'all with me? You know, some of us say, I'll never go back to drugs. Well, I tell you this, if you walk away from Jesus, I promise you will. Are y'all with me today? I don't think I'll ever touch a drug again in my life. But if I quit serving Jesus, you better watch out. If I quit praying, you better watch out. Are y'all with me today? If I quit reading my word, you better watch out. I'll be like Peter, I'm never going to do that. God is good, amen. Matthew 26, verse 40 and 41. Then he came to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? He says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. This is what he says to him. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane. They told him, hey, y'all need to be on alert. You need to be watching. Man, you need to be aware, man. The devil's hitting right now. 
See, I'm here to tell you today, you better be on guard. You better be watching. The devil's hitting right now. You better be on your A game. You better be seeking Jesus. You better be connected to the vine. You better be walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. You better be praying in tongues. You better be doing what you need to do. You better be connected to the Lord. You better not be playing around in sin because you won't have any power and you won't have any sight. Because anything that can be shaken right now will be shaken and you're going to be brought to the foundation. And it's one thing, amen, to fall. But it's about how you get back up. See, Judas fell and he didn't get back up. And he died in the devil's hell. Peter fell and he repented and he got back up. Are y'all with me today? Look at that right there in verse 40 and 41 of 26. Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into what? If Jesus told the disciples that in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was going to go be crucified, don't you think he needs to tell us that today? He said, keep watching and praying. Somebody say, you better be praying. Somebody say, you better be watching. I'm trying to tell you right now because I don't want you to get knocked smooth off your, you know. This is a time right now where if you will press in, if you will press in and you will cling to God, you're going to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to walk in the anointing. You're going to walk in a whole other level right now. You're going to see, it. You're going to see a whole other level of your, God's presence in your life right now. But if you don't, you're going to see a whole other level of attack. He says to him, amen, you may not enter into temptation so that you may not enter into temptation. He says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, you can't do it without Jesus. I'm trying to help somebody out here today. Because anything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. And, and then we're going to find out what kind of foundation you've got. Jesus had a foundation, the right foundation. I mean, excuse me, Peter. So what we see here is Peter had been operating off of his personal strength. See, there's some people, I want you to listen to this for just a moment, saints. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. There's some people who have strong souls, and there's some people who have strong spirits. All right, I'm going to read you a scripture, Luke 180. He says, so the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Now we're talking about who? Jesus. Are y'all with me today? And, and it's saying right here, he became strong in his spirit. Amen. So how can you tell the difference between the people who are strong in spirit and the people who have strong souls? Amen. Are y'all with me? The spirit your innermost being. The soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. The people that have a strong spirit, 
And the people that have a strong soul, the way you find out is when, how they act when the pressure is on. How they act when the pressure is on. Because the person of the spirit will act correctly. And the person, amen, of the soul will react with pride. Are y'all with me? See, you can tell what kind of foundation they have when the heat comes. When the pressure comes. I'm going to read to you Luke 22 and 32. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. This is what Jesus was telling Peter. So here we are, both Judas and Peter, they stayed with Jesus all the way, right? But both of them, amen, Judas and Peter, they both denied Jesus. But here we are, Judas didn't have the same foundation that Peter had. It says here in Luke or Matthew 27, verse 3, it says, Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. This is Judas's response. Are y'all with me? So here we are. Judas had sorrow, but it was not godly sorrow. Judas had never, and this is what I want you to grab right here. This is the difference between Judas and Peter. Amen? Judas, well, let me say Peter, for instance, had a true revelation knowledge of who Jesus was. He had a true revelation knowledge of who Jesus was. He, he had a true revelation, a true understanding of who his God was. In other words, he was built on the right foundation. See, you can't just have a head knowledge, amen. Hello, somebody. But you've got to have an encounter with a living God. You can't just go through the motions and know the word of God. But you've got to know who your God is. See, Peter had, amen, revelation knowledge. He had been revealed to him truly who Jesus was. And I'm going to put some Bible on it so you can see it, amen. And when we also, Peter was hungry and Judas was in it for his own self-serving motive. They both betrayed Jesus. One had the right foundation, one had the wrong foundation. One had the right motive, and the other one had the wrong motive. God is good, amen? Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Put that up there real quick. Matthew 16 and 18. He says, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. And here this rock speaks of stability, right? So what is the root or what is the foundation that we need to have? It's the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is. See, when you truly know who Jesus is, not just knowing about him, but when you truly have revelation of who God is, 
that he's all-powerful, that he's all-knowing, that he created the stars in the sky, that he knows every hair on your head, that he owns, a, amen, cattle on a thousand hills, that he is your provider, that he is your healer, that he is your deliverer. Hello, somebody, that he is the great I am, that he, oh, my Lord, if you, you've got to know who your God is. You've got to have revelation knowledge of who Jesus Christ is in your life. And that way when everything breaks loose and it's brought to its foundation, you'll still be right there on a foundation that is unshakable. When everything else in this whole world is shaken, not only in this earth, but even in heaven, the Bible says, when the heavens and the earth is shaken, there's only one thing that's unshakable, and that's everything that's built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And Peter, amen, even through his mistakes, even through his failures, even through denying Jesus, he knew who Jesus Christ was. He had a revelation of who Jesus was. They said, ask Peter, who is the Christ? He says, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. You've got to have a true revelation of who God is. Otherwise, you're going to get knocked smooth off your feet, and you will not be able to make it. And the way you know is when the pressure comes, when the heat comes, when the flood comes, when you're in that place, amen, when you got caught and you've lost everything you have, do you begin to praise Jesus and worship God or do you begin to throw in the towel and want to go and hang yourself? Because Judas went and hung himself because he didn't have revelation of who Jesus was. But Peter got back up. Somebody said, you got to get back up. And the only way that he was able to do that is because he had a true revelation of who Jesus was. You better really know who your God is. Exercise a little more. <laughs> they threw out my cookies today. I got a text message. Thank you, Jesus. Everything that'll be shaken is gonna be shaken. Shake that pantry. What are you gonna do in your life when all hell breaks loose? So we've got to be on a foundation of revelation knowledge of who Jesus is. And we've got to be rooted in the love of God. In the love of God. In the love of God. That's why the Bible says in the last days, lawlessness will increase and the love of many will wax cold. You've got to be rooted in the love of God. In the love of God. Your foundation is built on Christ. And you're rooted in the love of God. Where nothing can shake you. There's going to be a time whenever this whole earth and heaven is shaken. 
And Jesus is going to return. He's going to come in from the east in a white cloud with, on a war horse with a sword in his mouth and blood all over him. God is good, amen. You got to be rooted in the love of God. Their love waxed cold because of increased craziness. What happens when you go through something? Does it create you to draw closer to God? Does it create you to curse God? Does it create you to just dig in and hold on and, and, and have your faith in him? And, and, or does it create you to begin to lose your faith? Are you starting to lose your faith? That's why Jesus said, look, I pray for you, Peter, that your faith, is, you, don't, you don't lose your faith. And when you get through this, then you go back and you strengthen your brothers. See, God wants people that choose to obey him and love him. Are you all with me? You know, we go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 16. It says, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God gave him a choice. You choose to obey me. You choose to love me. And in Genesis 3 and 1, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, God has indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And then in verse 4, it says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. See, the devil wanted Eve to get her eyes off of the emphasis of God's generosity and how blessed she was. And he wanted her to get on her eyes on what she didn't have. That's, what, that's the trick of the enemy. It don't matter what your bank account looks like, you're blessed. You're not blessed based on how much your bank account is. You see how he began to move her focus? She had the whole garden, man. She had everything in it. You have this whole thing, man. But there's one thing that you, you know, the, this tree over here, don't eat of that, man. That's the knowledge of good evil. Don't eat on that. And the serpent comes and says, hey, look, you're not going to die. Look, you want this? That's why I tell people to do a gratitude list. So what's the enemy doing? First of all, he's perverting the character of God. And what we have to come to realize out of that, and I'm about to close, is that there's nothing good for you or I outside of God's will for your life. If God don't want it for you, you don't want it. 
I don't care if it's a woman. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's money. I don't care if it's whatever it is. You hear me? And so the thing that makes us easy prey for, to be deceived and an easy prey for offense is deception. Now, when we talk about the word tri tribulation, tribulation is anything which brings pressure to the soul. Mark 16 and 7 says, but go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee and there you will see him and he said to you, Amen. See, I want you to look at this for a second, because the very thing that brought Peter back after he wanted to give up was his revelation knowledge of Jesus. The very thing that's going to hold you in a time of crisis when there's a shaking going on is the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is. I pray that you get a true revelation of who God is. When you truly get a true revelation of who God is, it don't matter what happens. It don't matter what goes on. You know, my dad had a saying, and he said, life is like a millstone. Amen. And the way you can tell what you're made of is whether it tears you down or it polishes you up. What is life doing to you right now? Is it tearing you down or is it polishing you up? Hello. John 21, 15 says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So we look at this. He said the word more than these. Who was the more than these that Jesus was talking about? He was talking about the rest of the disciples. Are you all with me today? God is good, Amen. So here we look in Peter's life, and he says, he asks him this, amen. He says, do you love me, Peter? And he says, yeah, why are you asking me this? I told you I love you, man. And he comes back in and says, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, why are you asking me this? I love you. Of course, what does he tell him? He says, okay, then you feed my sheep. In other words, you, then you lay down your life for your brother if you love me. That's why you got to be rooted in the ground and, and grounded and rooted in the love of God. The love of God will create you to serve. The love of God will create you to lay down your life. And so after the shaking, the Lord was able to build off of the foundation that Peter had. And sometimes if you have... Once you're shaken and God begins to remove that pride or whatever it is in your life, then he can begin to build. So if it doesn't knock you out of the box, if it doesn't create you to run back to the world, if it doesn't create you to give up, if it doesn't create you to throw in the towel, if it doesn't create you to walk away, amen, then guess what? It's good because God's fixing to build, amen, on that foundation. Because sometimes he has to, amen, things have to die first. In order for life to come. It's like Zechariah preached. The seed has to die in order, amen, to begin to produce. And the shaking, amen, begins to remove everything that's dead. So that God can begin to build. 
He begins to remove everything that's dead in your life. Everything that's no good, everything that's not helping, everything that's not needed to go in this place that God's taken you. So the shaking is good. And once that happens, then God can begin to build on that foundation because you're out of the way. Because pride's out of the way. Because you're not truly doing it in your own strength anymore. Are y'all with me? And so after we've been shaken and our foundation's been established, then we won't be easily offended. Hello. And in order for us to get, worship team, you can come forward. In order for us to get to a place of leading God's people, because how many of y'all know Peter led God's people? He preached his first message right there, man. 3,000 people got saved. Boom. He says they were pierced in their heart. In other words, there was such a powerful anointing upon him. My God, he preached them, and the people were pierced in their heart, and they began to accept Jesus right there. Boom. Then he preached his second message. Boom. Amen. It says 5,000 were saved. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know the devil don't like me. God is good. Amen. The Lord is good. But a shaking will have to take place to see what our character's like. I've been talking about character. And Jesus wants us to get to a place of loving him and loving others with an unconditional agape kind of love. And the love that is willing to lay down his life for his brother. The shaking is just getting to where God can build on the foundation. There's something great that God wants to do in Texas. There's a shaking happening right now in Texas. And so that, amen, everything's brought to his foundation. And the things, whatever's there that remains, then God will begin to build off it. It's, it's, it'll take your pride away real quick, amen, when you lose everything like that. When all you got is what's in your bag on your back. It'll wake you up real quick when you don't have anything left, amen, but what you have right there. And it may be nothing at all, amen. It may be nothing more, amen, than your worship to God. Because it don't matter what happens in your life. It don't matter what you lose. It don't matter what you, amen, don't have. You can still worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So my question to you today is what would you do sitting right there, amen, in that place, amen, that safe house, where those cots are. What do they call that, brother? What do they call those places? They're yeah, shelter. What? What kind of shelter? Huh? And so Jesus isn't looking for what kind of personality you have, but He's looking to see if you're willing to lay down your life. And Jesus wants us to get to a place where we can trust Him. But also, he can trust us to lead his people. We always talk about us trusting him, but can he trust us? Sometimes you got to shake some things up because he wants to use our life. He wanted to use Peter's life. 
And he did use Peter's life. But Peter had to go through some things first. He had to have some things broke up off him first. He had to have his character adjusted first. God wanted to do great things in his life. And God wants to do great things through your life. And Jesus wants us to get to a place. Amen. Where we can trust him and he can trust us. So my question to you as I leave you this is, can Jesus trust you? Can Jesus trust you? He said, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, he says, strengthen your brother. It's not about if you fall, it's about how you get up. It's about how you get up. Sometimes you gotta take a few steps back in order to be able to be catapulted forward. Sometimes you gotta be pulled back in order to be released. But the answer is revelation knowledge of Jesus. You don't truly know who your God is, you're not going to stand in a time of shaking. You're not going to stand in a time of adversity. You're not going to stand in a time where all hell breaks loose. If you don't know your God, you will go back to the world. Stand to your feet.